and I hear a bit of Letambulu there as well, um, trying Pendula. And uh, this afternoon, uh, just uh, uh, reflecting on a very challenging um, situation that's happening amongst uh, learners of primary school. And uh, Seoul City with partners uh, conducted a, a study, and uh, these findings are, are really disturbing. And uh, the Seoul City Institute. Um, uh, is joining us right now on the line, uh, Ms. Palisa uh, Mokwane, uh, who is a provincial uh, manager at uh, the Cape Town office, uh, joining us on the line. Good afternoon and welcome. Uh, good afternoon, Kusabda, and to your listeners. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, we thought, uh, Palisa, as as we read through this um, study, it, it's so disturbing. And oftentimes we have these conversations and not have uh, someone from the department um, to help us understand why is it um, that... Uh, Lately, uh, the Department of Education seems to be in, uh, making headlines for all the wrong reasons. Uh, we're no longer focusing on educating the learner, um, but we have to worry about their sexual orientation, worry about uh, is uh, you know sufficient, is there sufficient focus on life orientation in, in, in general uh, for our learners. And uh, we invited uh, Mr. Elijah Mplanga to join us as national spokesperson of the Department of for basic education. Good afternoon and welcome, Elijah. Uh, Chris, good afternoon. Thank you so much for inviting me. All right, uh, let's start with uh, just reflecting, um, Balisa, on this uh, particular study. This baseline study is indeed worrisome. What are some of the areas that you picked up? I mean, for me, uh, what stands out is the fact that it's it's conducted at primary level. Yeah, it is concerning. You know, right. the, the, the question is to we, the Seoul City. We, I'd like us to just contextualize the conversation and then you can respond as, as the department. Balisa? Okay, thank you. So what happens is that as, as a collective, because the study was, was done um, 12 months deciding the start of this program. Mm-hmm. So Sevisa is then looking at recognizing that sexual violence is particularly common and worrying form of school-related gender-based violence in South Africa. So we looked at it from primary and high school. However, the alarm or the scare of it was actually getting a 41% of, of, of um, intimate partner violence being experienced more in primary schools and compared to 35 It uh, seems 35 like one of you higher. has a radio set on, so it's going to give us feedback. If you can just uh, look around and, and um, look out for that. If you have a radio set on, on close by, it may be your colleagues wanting to hear the conversation. Unfortunately, they can't um, because we experience uh, bad feedback. All right, let's try once again, Balisa, as you were concluding. Yes. So I was saying that the... The study is really looking at primary school, but also it's also looking at high school because then our audience was from both primary and and high school. But they're still learners. They are learners, definitely, within schools because Sevisa is sexual violence in schools in South Africa. Mm. So we're looking at learners, and then the alarm is that we've got the 41% in Mm. primary schools and then 25% in high schools. 
And and please help me understand when you talk about intimate partner that they experience sexual violence in the hands of intimate partner. What is your understanding of this? So what we are saying is that intimate partners is obviously people that you know that have relations. So we are talking right now within schools. So we are talking in a context of these learners having a relationship either with a teacher or a fellow learner. And it is happening within the setting of a school. Yeah. What so are the rules, we, Elijah? Um, and, and thank you for your patience as we're trying to unpack this. Um, Elijah Mklanga joining us as national uh, spokesperson. What are the rules of dating amongst learners? Be it um, they date fellow teachers or they date fellow learners. Is, is there a policy around this area? Well, Krivelda, there is a policy regarding relationships between learners and teachers and uh, the policy and position of that it is not allowed um, to happen, uh, whether it's a teacher in the school where they teach or whether it's a teacher in another school. Uh, what should not happen is sexual relations between that adult and a learner, um, uh, whether the male or female or the other way around, it, it's not allowed. But among learners, it's very difficult because there is no law uh, against that. And it is here where we ask parents to do their part and talk to their children about sex and sexuality and relationships. And we hope that um, that teaching from home will be sufficient to make them understand that certain things uh, are not for them because those types of things tend to interfere with their, their schoolwork, especially in this situation where the research is saying that there is violence, which means now it moves from being a, pro- a relationship to violence and thus interfering with the work that they come to school for. But it's, it's something that we always caution parents about, and schools always invite parents to come to discuss in schools and more often than not we find that parents are in denial about some of the things that their children are doing uh, until you give them evidence and then they start to um, you know respond differently but it's it's the whole issue of values and teaching from home and how one should take care of themselves as a young person. But I guess, I mean, there's a role that uh, the department can play in, in enforcing and, and uh, strengthening uh, life orientation lessons um, because uh, often than not, children are more exposed in, in the education spaces than they are at home. And whatever the parents can try and instill, uh, it it becomes a different practice altogether uh, when they're in school. And I'm sure you'd appreciate, Elijah, that it becomes a partnership as opposed um, to the department saying, parents, do your part. Uh, let, let's uh, respond to that when we return from this break. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. We continue with our conversation looking at uh, violence in schools um, in, in South Africa. And uh, joining me right now on the line is Ms. Palisa uh, Mokwane. Uh, Mo- 
Yes, let me not yes. personalize your surname. Uh, provincial <laughs> Manager uh, for Seoul City in the Cape Town office and also joined by Mr. Elijah Mshlanga, who is a national spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education, uh, joining us uh, on the line. Now, Mr. Mshlanga, let, let's talk mm. about the partnerships that are, are needed because when you speak to parents, parents would say, um, you know, the schools are just creating an enabling environment. They've given them too many rights. Um, there's no longer corporal punishment. They've taken away assemblies um, as a result uh, children are just doing as they please and when we're talking about 41 percent of primary school learners experiencing sexual violence in an intimate partner in the past 12 months that should be worrisome yeah i think the first thing is that there are even intimate partners at primary school that's, that's the first that's it. Uh, secondly we have not taken away assembly assembly is still there it's just that schools are choosing not to do it. Uh, many schools uh, choose to do it, but what you're saying in the law is that you should not force uh, children who do not uh, follow that religion to do what you want them to do, afford them space to also observe their own religions. The third point is that we teach in schools, in the curriculum and in our activities about sex and sexuality very openly, and some of the things that the learners are taught Parents don't want us to teach them because they believe that uh, they are not ready to listen to such information. So mm. the violence that happened is not so much about the lack of knowledge. It's just about, like us, when I said that, you know, it's 126 limit in the country, but you will be arrested at 140, 160, 180, um, uh, although you know what the, the rule book says. It's one of those things. It's basically about mindset, about uh, behavioral issues, that we need to, to talk to. Corporal punishment alone is not a problem. Uh, that uh, It's not an issue that we really need to attribute all these challenges to because even when it was there, people still felt pregnant at a young age. So it does show that there's so much more that needs to go into it than just uh, those isolated things. So you are right, it has to be a partnership, but when teachers do their part, your child does something wrong or they do something suspicious and they invite you as a parent to come to school to discuss the matter. Please do show up so that you can listen to what the school has to say. The child needs to see that there is a strong partnership between the school and the parents so that they can take themselves and take uh, their education seriously both from home and school. So, Palisa, when we talk about the violence, um, in, in what form uh, is, is this violence perpetuated and where does it occur? Okay, so it happens mainly in the classrooms, in the bathroom, uh, sports fields, and these are like your common areas where children are all the time. And the forms of, of, of the intimate partner violence that we're talking about ranges from verbal threats, slapping, pushing around, pulling of hair, heating. This could be with fists or any other objects. We're mm. talking about kicking and dragging choking, burning, and sometimes to a point where uh, there's weapons involved. So yeah. these are the, the most common that came out of the study. So, I mean, given this study, um, Elijah, that means we now know uh, what we are dealing with in, in, in specific schools. What's going to be the plan? Because no parent wants to send their child in school to be exposed to these things that Palisa is alluding to now. You know, as far as uh, weapons are concerned, we do search and seizures. We allow police to come through to our schools to conduct searches, but you also find some parents say, don't search my child. My child is not a criminal. 
my child will not bring a weapon to school. But when police do that randomly, they establish that parents are bringing all, all forms of weapons to school. Some are even bringing drugs. So those things that are happening in real, in real life. Some parents don't know what their children are carrying in their bags on their way to school. Some of them don't even ask their children how school was so that they're able to pick up whatever they went through. That Elijah, you know what I'm avoiding? I'm avoiding you as a department sounding like everything is the parents' fault. Because right now, listening to you, that's what I'm picking up. Uh, Palisa talks about dragging, beating, choking, burning. Weapons yes. are uh, one but kicking uh, and hitting. Yes. What, I'm saying, so, what I'm saying, Chrisada, is that some schools, uh, I know of a school even last week, where they recorded some learners fighting. And when that school wrote to the parents to say, please come so that we can discuss what your child has done to another child. You see, mm, all, all mm. the school has done its part. They have recorded that event. But now the parents of both learners must come to school so that they can be shown what has taken place so that they can talk to their children. There you will have a challenge. Some will come, others will not come. So at the end of the day, when you have to discipline a child, you need to bring the, 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 the offense to the attention of the parents so that they know that you are not victimizing their child and that your child indeed has offended. So it is very important that their yeah. parents are also so involved we're going to we take, do our part. We're going to take a news headline uh, a break and I'd like us when we return to just uh, talk about what is the punishable offense and, and what does it entail? Um, that as a department, these are the people that uh, we've brought to book and these are the actions um, that we took, uh, especially speaking to violence. Has there been any suspensions? Has, did you have you dispelled any learners? And and because no parent wants to send a child where they're going to have to fight and defend uh, themselves. Chantelle Thompson is joining us uh, for the news headlines. Let's have the conversation. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. And it becomes a conversation when you join us. And uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. And we also welcome your SMSs at, uh, charged at 150 per SMS to 40938. And welcoming your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. And uh, you can uh, also join us on Twitter and Facebook at SFM Radio, hashtag SFM Lifetime Live. And uh, some of your SMSs in Date from the Val are saying the single most contributing factor is that uh, teenage single parents of these children uh, who are children themselves I, I know of an 18 year old uh, who has four children already uh, do you consider these factors um, uh, Elijah uh, in, in coming up with uh, you know responses to a, a societal challenge it's not just about the department Absolutely right. That's why we have now what we call an integrated strategy on the prevention of uh, violence in our schools because we have the view that we are not in a position nor do we have the capacity on our own to solve these, these challenges. We need the involvement of parents, LGBs, uh, civil society organizations, community-based organizations, so that this matter is discussed in our own community, the church, community meetings and everywhere else, but when young people also come to school, they must hear the same thing mm. for the message to really filter through to their minds, for them to internalize respect for self and respect for others and, and uh, conducting yourself 
in a, in a, in, a, in a manner that will make you uh, become you know a, a responsible citizen because it's, at the end of the day it's about that what type of future do you want for yourself do you want to get into trouble right now as a young person yeah. and jeopardize your future or you want to conduct yourself well and focus on your schoolwork so that you can become something meaningful in life all right let's take calls we all are joining us in bedford view good afternoon and welcome hi Sissy. hi i shout alone at home when you asked you said to the guy must not blame everything to the parent. I disagree with you. Because all this that is happening is because of the poor parenting management. I can tell you now, my daughter won't fall into that group. Because I'm a hands-on. I make sure I know everything with my daughter. And I talk everything. And if you remember on the previous home, the other radio station, my daughter has started to put on contraceptives at the age of 12. And there's this thing about black parents. No, she's not ready. You cannot expose. We are sending to the child. Children these days are sexually active. I don't know why parents are denial. And like now, June, this past June, I took my daughter to Peter Marisbeck, to Mamuno Makuku, for vision testing. And like she's a vision. And you know what they said in that test? They said parents, when they bring the children, they say five or six, they found out the child was raped by the uncle. They took the child and then, uh, like, counseling, and the child would tell, this is my uncle. And then they take their uncle to the court. And then how many parents do that, what I'm doing with my daughter? All right, Buyolo, the part that you missed is uh, me saying that we need not only, and, and the only plays a major uh, part in, in, in what I said, that it shouldn't only be about what parents are not doing but as a society um, because I mean that includes media um, that includes how we socialize our children that includes so many um, other areas and and uh, that that's what I meant uh, point taken thank you very much uh, for calling us all right um, we, let, let's talk uh, Balisa about uh, I mean as as you conducted the study uh, for Soul City Institute where to from here Okay, so we have looked at, obviously, the study and what it recommends and some of the recommendations around the interventions that could address uh, the intimate partner violence is that we need to make sure that there's early intervention. Mm. So as, as it, has, it has been alluded that it, it is not just only the responsibility of the parent itself but the entire society, like you've just mentioned. So in any intervention of programs or with systematic nature of, of violence in mind, we need to be talking about those uncomfortable uh, topics. We, we need to have comprehensive sexual education that unpacks and challenges harmful gender norms. We're talking patriarchy. In, in them also understanding that this is actually happening. So what mm. is sexual education saying to us? What is life orientation saying to us that is making us talk about the actual issues that are being faced by these young people? Mm. So, for instance, are we then saying, you know, we need to use a friendly uh, approach with peer education systems? Mm. So, for instance, also now we are saying challenge social norms of authority and obedience. Do even these young people understand what sexual violence is. Mm. Do they even understand that when somebody is slapping you like that, inappropriately holding your hand? I think back in the olden days, people would twist people's arms to to say that I need to be in this relationship. And it was still painful. 
it was painful, but it's something that somebody does not have to endure. Right. You know, there's conversations that we are saying that needs to happen. And also in and around policy, when we're challenging policy to say, if the Department of Basic, of Basic Education is saying, we need to be looking at how we involve parents, mm-hmm. how we involve children. But then we're talking to the issues, for instance, of saying boys have more power of this. We want championing of the more vulnerable. All and right. it's important that we get that support from all bases that are available. I would, I would like Elijah to also um, just uh, conclude for us from a department's perspective uh, what the partnership would entail. Um, there's Lee Talabanto on Twitter saying uh, the conduct and behavior in our schools reflect the moral fiber of our society. Sexual violence is a reflection of what is taking place in society. The value system of our society needs to change drastically. Uh, failure to do so, we will see see a further deterioration uh, in our value system. And how are we incorporating this, um, uh, Lita? There I go, speaking about Lita. Elijah. <laughs> uh, we have what we call a national consultative forum at the department where all our stakeholders in the basic education sector come together and all provinces have, have that platform. Mm. But what we want to see beyond that is a situation where if a young person falls pregnant, if a child falls pregnant at primary school, there's outrage, there's a march, there's Mm. action taken uh, Mm. by members of the community because the last time we had figures, it showed that there were 704 children who had fallen pregnant in primary schools. And yet I never heard of a single march or a single complaint from the communities where these children come to say we are going to open cases where all these people that are involved are going to be charged with statutory rape. None of that took place. For as long as we make that normal, Mm. our situation will not improve. So we really need to stand up, take action, and make sure that we bring the change that we want to see and protect our children. Absolutely. That's the key important message there. Let's protect our children and all of us doing our part. And where do we access um, this study, Balisa, for those uh, perhaps who would like to assist in in putting together responsive uh, messages? Okay, the Human Human Research Council are the ones that conducted the study and it's available through them. And when the human uh, research, uh, when the Human Sciences Research Council says uh, violence is a commonplace in schools, that should worry us. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, to both my guests, Balisa Mokwane, Mokwane, and uh, who's a, a provincial manager uh, for Seoul City Cape Town office. And uh, thank you so much uh, to Elijah Mklanga, national spokesperson of the Department of Basic Education.